Yeah, I met this lady at the airport and she said, forgiveness is not a line you cross, it's a road you take. So we're continuing our singleness series with a subject that is vulnerable and you may have seen from the title, but it's all about healing and loving as if you've never been hurt before. And before we get into it, I just want to go back to what we believe the purpose of singleness is, which is to become a person of love, whether singleness is guiding you to marriage or singleness is a lifelong commitment. Another way of saying that is Our purpose in singleness is to become a God-sustained vessel of love. And there are things that block us from being that God-sustained vessel of love. And we're going to get into that today. But I just want to say, like, to every single person that is listening to this right now, is one, we are not experts. We are simply sharing our story. And I hope that some little golden nugget out of our story you get to receive today. And two... I just want to, I want to remind you, have grace on yourself as we dive into these subjects, as we talk about some pretty heavy stuff, like keep having grace on yourself and know that this is all a journey and we're figuring out humans are messy and we are so thankful that God heals, that he loves, that he sees you, that he's near the brokenhearted. Mm. And that's honestly, that's the thing I want the most out of this is like for people to realize that God is near them and that Mm -hmm. he heals and that he loves and like. I love seeing God's love like this like healing balm that comes to the wounds of our heart, the wounds yeah. that others have created that we might have created ourselves and he comes to heal those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about healing from hurts and how to become a whole person. And a big part of living life courageously and loving people courageously um, looks like being able to courageously enter into these Mm. like difficult spaces. Like we all, as we were praying before this um, podcast, I just had this picture of like these dark spots that are inside of many of us where Mm. no one really knows these things that are going on. And it feels like if someone were to know this, they wouldn't love us or um, they wouldn't want to be friends with us or um, spend time around us. But the reality is, is that Jesus wants to come into those dark spots inside of all of us and make us whole and redeem our broken spaces, whether it's things that we've done or things that have been done to us. And so I just want to encourage you to like, take a deep breath and, um, prepare yourself for a little bit heavier of a conversation as we dive into what it looks like to, Um, experience healing through God and through the people around us um, and just invite the spirit even now to be with you as you listen to these words that we're going to share and topics we're going to discuss today. Yeah. And I also want to acknowledge that healing is this lifelong commitment Mm -hmm. that I think healing is most accessible in singleness because you have this time and It's also just a wise decision because you can become someone that if your goal is to get married, you can become someone that you enter marriage and you're a more healed person, which is a more healthy person. Mm -hmm. Um, But like you will be healing whether you're in a relationship, whether you're single, like this is something that as humans, we are like trying to get back to the Garden of Eden. Like we're trying to get to this back to this place of sacredness and where we're living without sin and we're living in like full reconciliation with the people around us. Yeah, Um, that's really good. And so, okay. 
So we're talking about healing today and we're talking about how how to love as if you've never been hurt before and how the purpose of singleness is to become a self-sustainable vessel of love, a God-sustained vessel of love. And I was thinking about, we were having this discussion earlier about what are the things that block us mm-hmm. from love? And if you could imagine with me, like there, our purpose is to love God and love others. So there's like this funnel going to God and then mm-hmm. there's funnel going to people. Mm-hmm. And if you imagine like a funnel, like a tube, like there's like love flowing through it and there's things that can block that tube that can block that right. that flow of love mm-hmm. and the two things that jack and i were like ch- we really want to dive into today mm-hmm. is that the two things that can block us from becoming a person of love is unforgiveness and sin mm-hmm. so jack which one do you want to dive into first let's go for sin first. okay yeah okay i remember i was in this coffee shop one day and this guy comes up to me and I'm making, I'm just chatting away to this guy. And he, and he tells me, he says, I want to die with no secrets. And I was like, Mm. wow, that is so good. And when he Mm. said that instantly thought of the areas of my life that were hidden, that were secret, that were, that were unexposed, that friends or mentors or my therapist didn't know about Mm. and how it felt like it it was like, it was like festering away and how Mm. the enemy's plan is to isolate us. And sin does exactly that. Mm. That There's some part of us that is messy or dirty. And that's not the way that God sees us, that God sees us as pure. Like because of what Jesus did, God sees us as pure. And I remember about like a year or two years before we ever met, Mm. I got to that place Mm. where All these little things and big things that I had hidden were, was like my friends knew about it. People that I trusted knew about it. And it was so freeing to look around and realize like there's nothing hidden. Yeah. That's really good. And I feel like too, like, that's really cool that you got to that place, but it will also continue to be a continued place to like pursue because as life goes on, it's so easy to have little things crop up that then like, whether it's just a thought in your mind and then it turns into big things. Um, So I feel like it will be a lifelong journey for, Mm -hmm. for all of us to learn how to live with no secret sin or hidden things in us. And even thoughts like how there can be like a negative or an untruthful thought that comes up in our thought. And it might not be a sin, but like it's the thoughts that are impacting the rest of our lives. And I remember hearing this analogy of like, how thoughts are like birds mm-hmm. and they can either fly through your mind. Like you just think something random mm-hmm. or like something that's not holy or good. And if it flies through your mind, it's fine. But being aware of the birds that nest in our mind, yeah, like the thoughts that really nest in your mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like for me in the beginning of it's interesting thinking about like the sin is one of the primary things that holds us back from relationship with God. I feel like for me, especially in the beginning, as I think about like the arc of me becoming a Christian and then learning to uh, like grow up in Christ, a huge consistent battle for me was pornography and lust and masturbation. And I would, I would like be feeling really good with God for a long time. And then I would sin and I would, I w- it wouldn't even be just that I sinned, but then I would also beat myself up with shame about it. Yeah. And feel so far away from God. And it was just kind of this cycle for like several years into being a Christian. And, um, I think it's, it's, it is so profound when we can confess in the Bible, it says, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. And what you're saying of living with no secret sins, like that's very biblical that we actually, um, we're healed 
through confession and through sharing these yeah. deep secrets with the people around us. And then they get to pray for us and we experience healing from the Lord. And so I really began to find freedom when I was not only actually confessing to people, but confessing to the Lord, which sounds like an interesting thing because God sees everything we're doing. Mm. Um, like, cause I would, I would, slip up and then I would go into this place of like shame and isolation and pull back from God and also pull back from people. And I began to find the beginnings of freedom when I was able to come to the Lord and be like, Hey God, I messed up. Um, here's what happened. And like, here's where I'm feeling. Uh, and here's, here's kind of the lack that I'm feeling. And I know that for me, what it often was, was I would be feeling not good about myself in general. Like I would be feeling not good enough or I'd be feeling lonely and isolated. And then I would go to that sin. Um, and so I just began acknowledging to the Lord, Hey, I have these real needs, um, but I'm trying to meet them in this way and I'm not coming to you. And so I'm just giving you my emotional needs and loneliness and, and isolation and allowing him into that space. And then also when I began to share with the people around me and invite them into a space of accountability as well began the journey of me um, kind of like you're saying unclogging the connection with the Lord and with people around me. I found like deeper relationships in that space of vulnerability of being able to um, confess like, Hey, this is what's going on. Would you pray for me and help me even when it keeps happening, when I keep falling into this, continuing to confess and, and ask friends to yeah. be a part of it. That's so true. And what do you think it is about about sin? And I feel like you kind of mentioned a little bit that mm -hmm. prevents healing. Like what is the connection between sin and healing? Yeah, no, that's really good. I mean, I think that God has has designed us to, to be whole people and to walk in fullness. Um, he says in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. God wants us to live in this like joy filled. And Jesus also says that he came that we might have joy and that he wants us to live in this like joy filled, wholesome life. Um, but when we sin, when we enter into things that are not like not honoring to God, we not only hurt ourselves, but we hurt others. Like we just sin hurts us. Like that's the reality. And um, and we, we all have trauma, especially if we lived for a long time, not as believers, but even if for every single person, every single human, we live in a fallen and broken world and we all are in need of healing, whether it's sins that we've committed or things that have been committed against us as well. And to us, um, then these things can, can become like you were saying, blockages in our relationship with God. Um, but what do you think? How do how do we like heal from sin? And well, when you were talking, I was thinking about how when I was a little girl, like I would walk around and remember that God was always with me. And mm. I think honestly, it helped me like avoid sin because the mm. understanding that God is always with us. Mm. Like imagine, imagine if Jesus was yeah. a person and he was always with you. I think we'd honestly avoid a lot of sin. And so I think the present, like realizing and becoming aware of the presence of God is mm. kind of like a safeguard for us to live these lives. And, um, I just really also just, um, really something that has freed me is we go to God and we ask 
when we confess our sins to him. And I remember when I was a little girl, I used to write the same prayer every single day. And it was like, dear Jesus, you're my best friend. Please forgive me of my sins. Yeah. Love you so much, Riley. Like, and it was in this yeah. like blue sparkly <laughs> journal. And I wrote this same prayer every single day. And I was reading through it the other day and I was like, girl, like I'm like confessing these sins. I'm like, this girl bullied me and I had a mean heart towards her. I know I meant to love my enemies. <laughs> I'm 10 years old thinking of these things. Um, and I, I saw in this journal, the fact that I, that I knew that God was love. Mm, like I didn't think yeah, that God really was good. like, because that's the thing that blocks us from like confession and freedom is like a wrong view of God. God is not shaming you. Mm, and so I know that the, especially if, as we're talking about this, a sin comes to your mind that you mm. haven't confessed and you are, you are like feeling guilty and like con even conviction inside mm. you. I just want to remind you, like God loves you. He is not going to shame you. He's not going to like push you away. He's not going to treat you even in the way that your parents treat you or the yeah. friends treat you. He mm. is so kind and loving and gentle. And that like that moment that you might choose tonight or today where you you get on your bed and you sit there and you confess things to him is so important. And I hope you know that he is so, so loving and kind and he is not pushing you away. He's not ashamed of you. He hasn't left you. He is with you. Mm. Um, I think it's just so important to know so that we know that God, like what we believe is of God is going to determine how we relate to him and how yeah. we relate to him when it comes to sin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's um, good. I was just going to like jump us into, so we've like touched on sin and we talked about how unforgiveness is the other thing that primarily blocks yeah. us from relationship with God. Mm. Um, what is unforgiveness? Like, why does it block us from relationship <laughs> with God? <laughs> so I did a little bit of research before this and I found that 62% uh, of American adults say that they need more forgiveness in their personal lives. And um, I mean, we as Christians have this very comprehensive concept of, of forgiveness. And Jesus says, like, if you forgive others of their transgressions, mm -hmm. your heavenly father will forgive you. Mm -hmm. And when Peter asked Jesus, how, like, how often is it necessary to forgive somebody? Jesus says like 70 times 77. Like he says, oh, like, AKA <laughs> a, <as> lot. <laughs> a lot, keep forgiving, keep forgiving, yes. keep forgiving. And I was just thinking about like a few years ago, I had this friend that really hurt me and mm. I walked around like in our friendship kind of just kind of it ended pretty much. And I walked around and I just carried it and it, I carried resentment and I would think of her and it, it really hurt me. And they, you know, it's, it's funny how often we'll carry something that's hurting us so much more than mm -hmm. we really need to yeah because so unforgiveness like it blocks love and it mm -hmm. blocks healing and mm -hmm. i went to this conference and this lady comes up to me and she's like honey you need to forgive somebody right now and i was like <laughs> <Go "Whoa, out. laughs> i feel so seen and i did uh. and afterwards Oh man, that feeling of peace and that washed over me was incredible. Yeah. And so I good. realized it was kind of like I was walking around carrying this weight that that the Lord was willing to take. And I know that sometimes the Lord is gentle on us because he is a gentleman and he's not going to force us to forgive someone when we're not ready to. Mm -hmm. But I can promise you that forgiveness is so worth it and that the freedom that you will feel on the other side of forgiveness is so good. 
And so if there's someone that you're thinking of from your childhood or recently that really hurt you, God is near the brokenhearted and he wants to act to redeem you. And so when you mm-hmm. are ready to like take that step, like God is ready to be there for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to jump in too, because I think the core of the Christian narrative and gospel is that Jesus forgave us, that we owed a debt to God because of our sin. All humans are born sinful. And then Jesus paid the debt for us. He forgave us so that we can be in right relationship with God. And if you've become a Christian, you had a moment where you received Christ and where you received his forgiveness. You said, I can't earn this um, on my own because I owe this because I keep sinning. But Jesus, I thank you that you paid the price for my forgiveness on the cross so that I no longer owe this debt. Um, and I and it's not just that one moment where you receive the forgiveness mm-hmm. of Christ. It's actually a continual thing. And like for me, a big part of my story is has been learning to forgive myself as well, like learning to receive mm-hmm. Christ's forgiveness for myself. Mm-hmm. When I first became a Christian, and I know we've talked about this, I really struggled with like a savior complex. I just mm-hmm. felt like I needed to help everyone and serve everyone. And I actually found this playing out in, I would do kind of like missionary dating. If you, if you haven't heard of that, it's just where you try to like date people to share the gospel and found myself in some dating relationships where I was trying to be God for people. And it ended up really hurting some people. Can you explain that a little bit more? What do you mean by trying to be God? Yeah, like I um, dated someone who was struggling with um, mental illness. I mean, I remember on our very first date, I shared my whole testimony (laughs) with her and she was like open to the Lord, but not necessarily fully a Christian. This is within six months after I became a Christian. So I was very much figuring things out (laughs) and, uh, and then we started dating and I was just really like coming into kind of taking her issues as my own and trying to help her solve all these things in her life. Um, and I wasn't trusting God to be the God of her life and to be the healer for her. I was trying to be the healer and the one who was solving all the issues. And, um, and this just ended up really hurting both of us. And, um, and then I, after our relationship, that specific one ended, I just watched things kind of degrade for, um, for this person. And, um, and it was really hard for me. I felt like, man, I messed up so bad. I don't know what's, what's happening or or how to make things better. And I found that, I really needed to re-receive God's forgiveness for me, um, that Jesus paid the price on the cross, even for me hurting someone else in what I thought was trying to help them. Um, And so uh, I have found that I've continued to need to come back to God and receive his forgiveness like over and over and over again. And um, and even like in our relationship as well, like I'll get <laughs> frustrated <like> <laughs> at you. And we honestly, something that that's really like, I've really enjoyed about our relationship is Riley and I, we prop, we're still new. Uh, we're, we've only been married for a little less than five months, five months and, <laughs> and we're still getting to know each other. So we actually hurt each other's feelings a lot. Like specifically <laughs> she will hurt mine. Cause I'm pretty sensitive. <laughs> honestly, she's like thicker skinned and tougher than I am. And, 
it's probably almost daily that we're saying, <laughs> hey, you did this, it hurt me. And then, um, you know, you would say, I'm sorry. And then I forgive you. And I have to actually choose to extend that forgiveness. Um, and so it is like, it's not just a one-time thing. Um, and even with those bigger hurts that have happened to us or to, or um, that we've done and need to receive forgiveness for ourselves, it's not yeah. a one-time thing. It's like a continual coming back to the Lord. Yeah, I met this lady at the airport and she said, forgiveness is not a line you cross, it's a road you take. Mm. Um, and I like that. Wow, Seeing that's it as so like good. a journey. Yeah, um, that's so true. And I was thinking about the the movie Eat, Pray, Love the other day mm -hmm. and how in this movie she, she divorced her husband and she goes to this like, I, I forgot where she goes, but she's in this like retreat center and this Texas guy is talking to her about her marriage and she's talking about how much unforgiveness she has towards her ex and this guy says this line this texas guy says like send him light and love and then drop it mm. and i liked this idea where yeah. and i started to use this as a concept in my own life whenever That's i started really to think of somebody that i had bitterness mm. or unforgiveness towards i would send them light and love and drop it and what i mean by that is i would i would think in my mind like god i forget them bless them bless them and then i move on and i'd like because we can control like our thoughts mm -hmm. and like our thoughts are are under like we can hold them captive and so i would just like be like have these little moments where i'm like wanting to go down that pathway of, of bitterness and resentment i'd be like nope i'm just gonna choose to forgive them and move mm. on that's so good <laughs> yeah that's awesome so when we've experienced hurt and sin done against us or sins that we've done and we have things that need to be healed, how do we begin that process of healing? I mean, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember my, my dad growing up would always say, 80% um, is awareness. And so I mm. think the first job is to figure out, like ask yourself even right now, like who have I not yet forgiven? And mm. what areas of my life is yet to be exposed? And like, mm. or do I have hidden sin? And, or do I have reoccurring sin that I'm really struggling to end? Um, and so first like awareness Two, I really believe that God has asked us and called us to heal in community mm. and to find freedom in community that he puts people around us who are either there to like comfort and be there for us or they're there to like hold us accountable and yeah. um sometimes there are things in our life that i have had personally things where they're just a little bit too deep for a friend to help me out with and so mm. i had to go to someone that was an expert mm. and whether that is like a therapist or a mentor or like a psychologist like someone who is actually really well equipped to help you in in something that is much deeper than um, some of even some of these things that we've been talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And I know for you, like as something you're really passionate about is prayer. Mm -hmm. So how can we use prayer to heal? Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I think continually bringing things to the Lord, um, like if we have hurts, just inviting him into that space. Um, I think that in the same way that we're like blocked upwardly and outwardly from sin and unforgiveness, we experience healing from those things upwardly and outwardly as well. And, um, and in coming to the Lord with our, our hurts, um, we can, we can invite him into that space and ask him to heal us. Um, one particular type of prayer that I've received a number of times is called Sozo. Um, which is just a type of healing prayer where basically you come back to a 
um, traumatic or hurtful memory. If it was like something done against you or a moment where you felt like um, just was like trauma or hurt. Yeah. And you ask Jesus, you close your eyes. It's, why, don't you, why don't you take us through this right now? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, totally. We can do it. So I'll just explain it real quick and then we'll we'll jump into it. But we're going to invite Jesus into these places of hurt. Um, and so you'll just bring to mind a place of hurt and we'll imagine and we'll ask Jesus where he was in that space. So right now, Holy Spirit, we just welcome you. Um wherever we're at, if we're driving in our car or Mm. if we're at work listening in our headphones or on a run um, or at home, Mm. um, God, we just invite you to be with us right now with each and every one of us. Mm. Um, And God, would you just um, help us bring to mind, let's just right now bring to mind um, a moment where it felt like, you know, you were, you felt hurt um, by someone or you felt a lack of um, God's presence there. Um, so we'll just bring that that memory to mind. And Jesus, um, we just want to ask you, would you show us where were you in this moment, in this experience? Yeah, and I also want you to think of someone who has hurt you and you've really struggled to move on. And maybe you feel like resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness towards that person. And I know that this podcast is all about a little more courage. And this is a way that right now you can have a little more courage. And what I want you to do is um, just think of that, that moment that you were hurt and this or the situation. And if you're bold enough, would you say in your heart, like I forget that person mm. and you can identify what happened and what you forgive. And I know God is so proud of you right now. This is something that is life changing and it is so courageous. Mm. And so God, we just welcome you into our hearts and our minds mm-hmm. and we need you, God. Yeah. We want to be healthy and whole and holy people. Mm. And um, we can't do that without you. Mm-hmm. And so God, I just pray for just healing over every mm-hmm. person that can hear hear me right now, Lord. I ask mm-hmm. for the spirit that the divine comforter, the divine therapist just mm-hmm. to meet people that God, you are close to the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I thank you that even if someone is single, if they're in a relationship, that you would continue to heal them, Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Jesus, we just, anyone that we feel owes us a debt or Mm. has hurt us and we feel like needs to make it right. God, we just release them from the debt that we believe that they owe us. Mm. And we just say they are free and we put Mm. them in your hands, God. Um, You are the God of justice and love and mercy. And so we just put them in your hands, um, God. And we just invite you um, into our hearts that you would, um, that you would help us to forgive and to heal. And we just thank you, Jesus, that you are, um, leading us into wholeness. I know today was a deep and vulnerable podcast, and I just want to say, I'm so proud of you for listening to this. Mm -hmm. It takes so much courage to even listen to a podcast about healing and hurt and unforgiveness. And I just want to encourage you, like think of something over this next week that you can have a little more courage for, whether Mm -hmm. that is like text someone and ask for their forgiveness or Mm -hmm. like write a letter in your journal saying you forgive this other person, whatever it may be, like just choose to have a little more courage over this next week when it comes to becoming a more healthy and healed person. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know that this, this podcast was a little bit heavier, um, yeah. but I do want to encourage you if you were, as we were talking about specific things, um, if, if sin or unforgiveness was coming to mind, confess that to someone, confess that to a friend or a mentor, um, bring the darkness out into the mm-hmm. light so that you can experience healing and then ask people to pray for you in that mm-hmm. space. But yeah, we're just proud of you guys. Thanks so much mm-hmm. for joining us and listening. Yeah. We love you guys. Bye. Till next week. <laughs>